Hello, this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Hey, I'm Noelle Cummings, and I'm that guy on Pornhub who comments the exact minute and second where the cum shot happens. Oh my god, you're a hero. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, my name is Shane Smith, and I'm that time in middle school you were hanging out with a girl, and you misread her signals and went to kiss her, but she was like, I don't want to kiss you, and she was mad, so she punched you in the stomach, but you weren't ready for it, and it made you fart in front of her. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, nightmare shit. I mean, good for her. Right? She's the real hero. (laughs) She's the hero we needed. Oh my god. Little did I know she would be one of the best people I ever didn't date. Aw, see? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh, brutal. Uh, welcome to Freaky Geeks, everyone. This episode is all about magic. We're getting crazy. Yeah, but not just magic. We're not like rabbit magic. Not rabbit in a hat magic. <laughs> not rabbit magic. I can't. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, listen. We this, do, we're we, not getting Chris Angel d- up in here. Yeah, no David Copperfield shit. None of we, that. No one's getting mind freaked, okay? I mean... Or are, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so we may be your mind freaking, but no one's wearing eyeliner. Or are or they? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be good. We're talking about like uh, real quote unquote real life magic, mm-hmm. or or for some of you out there to like better understand like witchcraft. Yeah, sure. So um, the occult. Yeah, the occult. Dope ass shit. So it's gonna be fucking great. Um, We've both been kind of doing magical shit over the last year and a half, and mm-hmm. so um, enjoy uh, this weird sort of rambling explanation of what magic means to us yeah. in this episode. Yeah. This is kind of like the intro. This is us trying to explain to you one of the most elusive concepts ever. Yeah, because the <laughs> idea of magic is complicated. I'm not even going to go into it, because we yeah. already get into it, you but can it's just tough. Listen. It's dense. We tell a few jokes. Sure. There's a great joke at the end. Yes, there is. There's some puns. There are too many. <laughs> too many but, uh, puns. Please, I hope you enjoy this one. We put a lot of, like, I, not really research because we didn't want to for this particular <laughs> one. Well, no, not in a way like where we weren't trying to work, but in a way that we wanted it to be off the cuff and very uh, emotional. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It means a lot to me. This yeah. one's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that mean a lot to me, this episode, like all episodes, nice. is brought to you by Black Salt Studio. Fucking love that place. Guess who's getting tattooed there on Wednesday? You? The 18th of October. That's my birthday. Fucking Shane Smith. I know it's your birthday. I'm not getting a tattoo of you. Damn it. <laughs> um, if I ever do get a tattoo of you, it will be of you as H.H. Holmes, though. I mean, tight. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Charlie I know. Ch- that's the problem. Noel. Everyone think it's Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, be like, or Hitler. Hitler Noel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it. Oh, man. But Black Salt is fantastic. Yeah. And so um, are Casey, Will, Sammy, Sadie, and Preston. Will actually um, just recently, as in the past, what, three hours ago on Sunday, the what is today, the 15th, um, Will tattooed his eldest son. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And it is beautiful, and um, I'm so jealous, and if he's listening, please adopt me. Oh, man. I'm, like, weirdly emotional thinking about that. No. Like, legitimately, that's I really... Know. Like, I know. That's 
magical in and of itself. I know. Oh my god. You know, I always think about um, great tattoo artists who have kids, and yeah. I'm like, those kids, they're either the most lucky or the most unlucky because they're either going to have a parent who's a tattoo artist and also cool and is like, of course, when you're 18, I will give you the best tattoo and it'll be this bonding experience and we can collaborate on the art and it'll be so meaningful or you'll be shitty in a tattoo artist and a parent oh, and be no. like, you're never getting tattooed ever. I will cut your skin off. Yeah. It's weird. It yeah. can go either way. And I was glad to see that it is what my fantasies thought they would be. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And it's beautiful. Oh, my God. Like, everything they all do, it's amazing. They're yeah. so talented. Well, you should go to Black Salt because they treat everyone there like their eldest son. And it's amazing. It is true. Oh, my God. That was so cute. I know. I'm adorable, you guys. Speaking of adorable things. Oh, are you ready to get to Kauai this weekend? We're going to be so fucking kawaii. <laughs> so this weekend, the 20th and 21st of October in the year of our Lord, 2017. Jesus. Not Jesus. Christ. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> um, we are going to Anime Bonsai here in Salt Lake City, Utah. So uh, Google that shit and show up, y'all. Yeah. It's going to be great. Also, uh, we may be recording a live thing there yeah. Saturday at like 9 oh, in the morning. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Brutal. I know. Brutality. It's going to be. I mean, anime kids at 9 in the morning, is this heaven or hell? Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know. We're going to so, find out. Um, That'll be good. Uh, we're excited for that. So come to Anime Bonsai. It's going to be one of the better conventions in Salt Lake City, especially if you like anime. But even if you don't, it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And who doesn't like anime? We're all on We're all on board with anime. Dude, I've been way into anime lately. Uh, also, probably has something to do with living alone and being sad. Are but you getting into hentai as much as I've been? Uh, no, I have not. Got I've gotten into zero hentai. You know, weird enough i've not been masturbating hmm yeah should i call a doctor are you okay i don't know i think i'm just uh i don't know what my deal is <sighs> you need to talk to someone but <laughs> it's probably the depression you know what that's probably very <laughs> true um things that are not depressing yeah. also that weekend of the 20th and 21st in October evening, you may remember those two lovely people, Stephen and Andrea, from oh my last God, week's the best episode. People we've ever had on the podcast. I know it's upsetting. I felt very insecure. Yeah, yeah. Um, because <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, it's just it's hard to want to have sex with two of the three people in the room. Constantly. Yeah, it was definitely one of those moments where you're <laughs> I, like. By the way, that was a terrible joke. Yeah, <laughs> I realized that Andrea exists and she might listen to this. And I was like, I'm embarrassed for myself for saying that. I was just about to save your life. And then you had to point out how creepy you were. Yeah, it was creepy. I was going to say, it's one of those moments where you meet people who are so beautiful and talented. You're like, do I want to fuck them or do I want to wear them as a skin suit? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where I walk with both of them. I want to fuck them so hard that I'm wearing them. Yeah. Do I want to be in them or be them? Mm, mm. Be in in them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's it's for, true. That's for them to figure out. It's not out. enough to be inside you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to get spooky, unlike the weird shit we just said. I mean, what um, we just said was pretty spooky. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to get real scared and not just sexually harassed, um, an October evening at the Masonic Temple, $15 at Tower Theater. Go pick up your tickets the 20th and 21st. It is that amazing Halloween variety show. It is going to be 
fantastic. Yeah, and it's awesome. If you haven't, go listen to our October evening episode, which I think is episode 54. And if you listen to Steven talk about movies or Andrea talk, if you listen to either of them talk about anything they're passionate about, you'll be horny. It'll be great. It's super fucking cool. And this is this year's theme is like ghosts and exorcisms, and it's going to be super fucking dark and awesome. And I'm so excited because... I've been seriously let down by haunted houses and haunted attractions, and I'm ready to get wrecked by all things Halloween and spooky. Oh, yeah. So bring it on. I'm so excited. I think about it all the time. I know. I can't and they're wait. So fucking cool. It's like they're one of those people. They're, they're the type of people who are so cool where you're like, be cool. Like, don't yeah, talk about don't it. Don't embarrass yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to like gush and yeah. like talk to them or like be posting mm-hmm. weird and you're just like don't be a creepy stalker yeah don't, but also but also want to wear them yeah like a skin suit yeah i mean welcome to our conundrum right um and then later this month the what is it 27th and 28th we have fear con which we will be hosting the um cosplay costume contest Woo-woo. so if you're coming with your cosplay trying to win a contest We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. And I will also be competing in Miss Fearcon, um, which is going to be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tell the be. people about your costume. Uh, isn't it in the intro co- or in the beginning of the episode a little bit? Oh, I guess we do talk about it. Yeah. You get me kind of talking about it. I'm doing Creature from the Black Lagoon, and um, it is my nightmare and my vision. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I'm. If you are a part of the Freaky Geeks group, you know how passionate I am about Creature and Millicent Patrick and that makeup. And it feels like so much is riding on this, like, fuck the competition about me just nailing this this makeup and this monster. So I'm really fucking excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, I think it's way more healthy and awesome for you to just be like into the creature and not really so much worried about the contest no because the contest is very arbitrary Mm -hmm. and and just it's fun but like yeah the most important thing is to get this and be looking fucking cool yeah so i'm stoked for you thank you um you want i wanted to tell you this story i waited yeah yeah i waited all day to tell you this story because we don't really believe in ghosts. We don't. We don't really believe we in ghosts. Had, we did the research. We came up empty. Yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding and it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was no pudding. Zach Bagans ate it. <laughs> he did. And <laughs> then got mad when people called him out about it. Yeah. Um, you know, your mom's EVPs do shake me up a little bit. A little. We've got to listen to those. But it's just like, you know, eh. I've never had a personal experience. We talked about it again on last episode where I've never had a ghost, like a really like that was paranormal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until last night. Um, So Saturday night I was dead asleep. It was like three in the morning. Tyler was asleep. We have three dogs and hardwood floors. And um, one of the best parts about my house is that it's so creaky. That's yeah. what I love about it. It creaks. Oh, it's always creaking. You can hear everyone all the time. It's the worst and the best part about it. Yeah, your house is like my ankles. Yes, very <laughs> creaky. Just, yeah. Falling apart. I, it's like a haunted house. It's so fun. Um, in a Okay, so 
It's three in the morning, dead asleep. The dogs, we describe it as tap dancing. So the yeah. dogs are playing on the hardwoods, um, and it sounds like a lot of little tap dances. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. And it's getting to the point where they're getting so riled up that it's waking Tyler and I up. Okay. So we're both awake at this point, and literally a second away from being like, shut the fuck up, you know, and yeah. like yelling at them to go to bed and whatever. Like, I'm about to take the breath in to yell at them, and I I hear loud stomping through the hallway. So I physically hear the stomping of someone's foot hitting the floor, and I hear the creak of the floor under that foot. Mm-hmm. And it's loud, and in that exact moment, the dogs stop fighting, playing, barking, and they sit, and all three of them stare into the hallway. Ooh. All of them at the same exact time. And they're in your room with you. They're in my room. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, like, slowly turn to Tyler to be like, did you hear that? And he's sitting up in bed, reacting to the sound, too. And I was just like, so this is how I die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, he, he, we talked about it this morning. He was like, yeah, I wasn't going to get up, but I heard it and I went to look and there was nothing, but there was clearly something. And it was, um, it was, I think you may have said it too. You want to be scared, but there's like a feeling of calm and helplessness at the same time. So you don't do anything. Yeah. You just sit there and accept the fate and then nothing happens. And then you go, huh, well, that was weird. Yeah. And that was last night. And I almost woke up this morning thinking that it was a dream until Tyler and I talked about it. And he was like, no, that for sure happened. And I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. My dogs couldn't even protect me from a fucking ghost. Ah, the part of me that like it used to like sit and like want to experience the mm-hmm. fear or whatever is like dead. Yeah. Every time something happens, I like react to it immediately. Yeah. I feel like I'm the guy. I'm definitely the guy in the video that gets spooked and like fucking knocks out their friend nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely that guy. Or the one in the scary movie who's like, you heard that noise? We should split up and investigate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy. No, immediately, like if I had heard something, I would have been up like, I would have been like, who's in here? Like walking around trying yeah. to. Yeah. But um. it was weird. It almost, um, the way I felt almost reminded me of the stories where people talk about alien abductions, how um, they feel a overwhelming sense of calm. Yeah, but it's like helpless. Yeah, but you're like, I want to do something, but I can't. It was so... Oh, that's the worst. It was so strange, and I literally was just like, well, here it goes. Like, and, <laughs> and then nothing happened, and I was, and that was the weirdest part, because you could like almost feel like... You almost, it, you heard them right about to step into the door, right into my room. And then it's, and then you felt the energy of it and you let it come to you and then nothing happened. It was very fucking strange. Ooh, I know. Ooh. I, and guess where I have to go sleep? Back at my house. <laughs> <laughs> where the demons are. <laughs> I was, right. uh, the demon messages heard I was talking shit about when my old roommate was like, I saw a demon go in your room every night. And I was like, well, no, you didn't. And then the He's demon was like, wearing yep. your bra, stomping around <laughs> yeah, the house, yep. pretending to be you. King of the castle. King <laughs> of the castle. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that happened. And I was weirded out. Huh. And also very excited. 
and I've been telling everyone. Oh, all right. I'm like, what's going to happen tonight? <laughs> well, if you live, you should tell me. I will. Okay, cool, cool. If not, you know what happened. Are you ready to get this fucking episode going? Yeah, let's... Let's talk about magic. Let's talk about chaos magic. Hell yeah. Hail Satan, everybody. Hail Satan. It really does a number on your fucking psyche. That's what girls tell me. (laughs) 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 So gross. Oh, my God. And then it was also, like, exhausting to go there and see that, like, I have, like, a solid five girls of competition and be like, well, God damn it. Now I have to put all this energy into making (laughs) this better. So... That I mean, was. It's good though. It's good that you have a challenge. It'll make you better. It'll make you have to rise to the occasion instead of phoning it in. Yeah, I mean, I was. This is so. It sounds so dumb, but like, uh, no offense, and also all offense. I was like showing up to the Miss Fearcon shoot expecting it to be like last year, where you're either like a one or a ten. Yeah. And um, I was surprised by how much actual competition. It's like they saw last year and were like, I'm going to take this and fucking raise the bar. I think that um, a lot of times people are afraid to do things when they're skilled. And then they only decide to do them after they see the people who were brave do them. And they're like, wait, I'm better than that. Yeah. You know, or you think in your mind, like, I could top that. Yeah. Um, not to say everyone last year who did it wasn't like even if you weren't good, like you know, you brought you did your best and you were brave, so and then other people see that and they're inspired. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool though. It was cool to see. I'm ex I'm excited, honestly. Like half of me was like, God damn it, now all all this energy I was gonna spend sleeping, <laughs> I'm now gonna have to put into turning this out and um Thankfully, Chelsea felt the same way, and she's like, I'm on board with you. Let's fucking do this. Let's create a monster. Hell yeah. Well, it's good to have good friends who want to fucking get down and help because shit is hard without it. Yeah. It's really hard to keep yourself motivated by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, when no when um no one knows what the end result is going to be but you, Yeah, it's like, and you are also your own motivation, it's really hard um to like keep going when it gets tough you know what i mean oh. because if no one knew my vision if i kept it to myself if i never made it there no one would know i failed you know what i mean that's like the that's the pit trap of comedy yeah because a lot of it you you there's no one to express even if you're really close to someone a lot of it is just like keep going mm-hmm. and it's really personal mm-hmm. like a lot of it's hard to express your failures and your successes because a yeah. lot of them are like wildly personal. Yeah. So that's um, an interesting comparison. It's like, well, it, it's uh, it's the main thread of art. Yeah. And um, even with comedy, like for me with creating this monster, it's my vision completely. Just like your jokes, you forged them yourself 
you know? Yeah. And you don't really tell anyone them. You're working out the kinks yourself every now and then sharing it to other people to get feedback. But the end result is always in your mind. And so even if you can never like, well, I don't want to say even if the potential to not make your end goal is so reason. It's like, it's so likely because you can, Put in 75% and fake it like that was your end goal. And everyone will congratulate you on your success because they never knew what you actually wanted. No, totally. That's why um, after like every show, I'm usually not super pumped and people are like, why don't you let yourself enjoy it? And it's because that's that wasn't my vision. My vision is grander. And uh, but I like that I want more because I'm always striving to be better. Yeah, I feel like there has to be a balance between self care and then just wanting to be better and not allowing yourself to settle for less than better. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. uh, and then yeah. So, that's it's a weird it's a weird so personal conundrum to have, and it's a struggle that no one would know. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like yeah. no one no one knows it. It's so internalized. So um having someone and I'm assuming this is why people like having groups of writers, right? Yeah. Because for me it's having having Chelsea there to be like, This is what I want. Now you're gonna be holding me accountable because you know what me at 100% with this idea and vision is. Yeah, and then you feed off of each other yeah. too. They'll up the stakes. Mm-hmm. And then also they'll sometimes bring them too high and then you'll have to pull it back down and be like, no, 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 we're not going this ridiculous. Yeah. And then that keeps you honest and then within the realm of the project. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can allow people to push you way out of control. Yeah. And then you failed. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. It reminds me of kind of what we talked about on like uh, the last episode with Andrea and Steven about um, how some of the best ideas come from like disagreements like in artistic direction oh yeah you know so like um when we're snowballing ideas off of each other and it's kind of like back and forth back and forth then it's like well i like that but we can't make that work and then together from something not happening you make a new reality for it so it's i don't know it's super cool i'm that's what I'm excited about. I, just I was want upset. you to know I did. I listened to what you had to say, and mm-hmm. it was really good. And yeah. you, it was insightful. And I gave up a snowballing joke in order to listen to it. So, Thank you so yeah, much. You're Thank welcome. you. Was it going to be about going to classic skating? No not snowballing. No, I was talking about snowballing, like someone spitting cum into your mouth. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Thank you for saving it till just now. Cool, 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 um, cool. But yeah, that's been that's been my weekend, and that's why I'm dying. Ugh, I'm dying too, but for separate reasons. But also because I need to start working on writing more and stuff. But I'm working on four new bits and i think i'm gonna start talking about the potato butt thing because that's, that's real one. fun that's a good one that's real fun i like it a lot yeah yeah and i think i want to talk i want to take it into a realm people wouldn't think i would by talking about what if i put potatoes in my butt who's to say you aren't right now exactly I mean, you all don't know i could be whittling but uh butthole size things out of potatoes and putting them up there oh my you God. could make a butt plug out of a potato you could make a butt plug out of anything if you're brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, gross but oh, true. Man. Um, so we're here talking about magic. Cool. Was that recording the whole time? Yep. Cool.
Yeah, yeah. We Every, rec- <laughs> everyone got to listen to my existential crisis about being creative. <laughs> How are you always so surprised? <laughs> I don't because sometimes I am pretty good at not. You it. never, you don't, you have a good poker face. Yeah, you yeah. never like show when you're starting it. And then even sometimes when I glance over, you're like starting it and then you'll stop it and delete it and start it again. Like you're testing the levels. Yeah. So I never really know. Even if I see like sound markers going on, I never know if that's real or not. True. True. I, um, yeah, I am getting good at acting and you know, the better I get at acting, the more dangerous it feels. I feel like I wield legit power that could destroy me or others. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like getting That's like, like s- really good at it. Stage one of like um being a professional sociopath, right? No, yeah, true. I'm legit it's a problem. Um <laughs> speaking of acting, acting is intrinsically tied to magic because yeah. magic is playing pretend, but what is pretend if not something that changes our perception and what is perception if not reality? We're going to get weird. Great job. <laughs> it's going to be so Great weird. job. Hey, everyone. Uh, so, super disclaimer, which I'll probably also say in the intro. Yeah. But it's going to be confusing. Mm-hmm. You might have questions. Mm-hmm. We're going to jumble things. But, uh, yeah, it's it's all about magic. And magic is philosophy and religion and all sorts of other things. Yeah. And so, it's going to get weird. Yeah. And it's going to be weird because we've never really talked in depth about what we do individually mm-hmm. and what like version of magical practice we use. Yeah. So uh, this will, this is new for everyone. Totally. And so originally we wanted to do a bunch of research. I wanted to personally do like read, reread a bunch of books mm-hmm. and then um, be extra super prepared yeah. and have show notes and an itinerary for the show. I think that's the word I want. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, this first episode is kind of going to be like what magic is to us, mm-hmm. how it fits into our lives, not necessarily what exactly we're doing yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, got to warm them up before we get weird. Exactly. And so this is more like the emotional side of everything and like what we think. And mm-hmm. so I thought it should be, more emotional and off the cuff so that we didn't have time to really prepare anything yeah no i agree and um it's kind of like one of those things where if you want to hear um kind of the history last podcast does a fantastic series on chaos magic where they talk about like reading condensed chaos yeah yeah. and like it's more um they don't go into they don't go deep into what they do personally they're talking about chaos magic as a whole yeah and we will be talking about what it means to us personally Mm -hmm. and more about how it fits into our actual modern lives and stuff like that yeah so um to start i guess we should like define what magic is exactly yeah so magic uh, is not like when I wear a bow tie and then Noel calls me a magician. <laughs> it's not sleight of hand. It's not pulling rabbits out of hats. It's not. Um, it is the idea that you can um, affect your life or your reality by manipulating uh, how you feel or how the universe feels about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how... Uh, Uh, Some people take it to be more ridiculous than others, but basically 
Um, for me personally, magic is um, changing my perception, mm-hmm. and uh, and then when I change my perception, my reality changes. Yeah, and so it's all about being in very, very direct control of how I perceive the world around me and how I feel, mm-hmm. and then when I feel different and my perception has changed, that makes me feel as if the world feels differently about me, Mm -hmm. but the world doesn't actually feel anything because it's an uncaring, unfeeling blob of matter that has no tangible thoughts that we know of Mm -hmm. or does it. I mean, so it's going to get confusing because a lot of this is non-duality. It's the idea that two opposing thoughts can exist at the same time, which is a huge part of my magical practice. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of someone be like that you could be a loving father and also in a like no that's not what i want to say are you going to say serial killer yeah that's fine no you could be those two things absolutely yeah. those two things so yeah. you could you can be a good person and a bad person all at once mm-hmm. um that those two things aren't mutually exclusive and once you decide that you don't look at the world in a dual sense which mm-hmm. most people do black and white exactly but not even black and white. Like there are things that people just logically don't think exist together. Yeah. Like that you could be a murderer and also a good person. Uh-huh. What is a good person? Is yeah. it a person who does good deeds? Yeah. Or is it a person who does good deeds and also doesn't do bad things? Yeah. And then there's context. And so it's kind of confusing. Yeah. But try and get out of your head the idea that two opposing things can exist at the same time. Yeah. Like, for instance, have you ever tasted something that's sweet and salty at the same exact time? Yeah. Or have you ever felt something that feels hot and cold at the same time? Mm -hmm. Icy hot. Icy hot. Well, icy hot (laughs) goes from hot to icy. I hate it, no matter what. It feels both those things at the same time for me. I think I might be allergic to it, but that's fine. Okay. Okay. When I try to explain um, magic with a ICK um, <laughs> to people. I always think there's always like those key terms, right? Like um, change your reality or change your perception, change your reality yeah. or flip it, reverse it, make it work for you. Flip it, reverse it, flip it, reverse it, make it for you. Um, and I, I wanted, I thought this in my head, so I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it, but it like, cause you have your explanation. Mine is so similar yet different. It's um, mimic reality, but push it in a different direction. Yeah. So mimic reality, but push it in the direction you want. So um, there's um, a author and comic book writer named Grant Morrison, and he's also a professional crazy person. And he's like convinced. Well, I don't want to say convinced. He says that he's been abducted by aliens and all this stuff, whatever. He's, fucking dope. He's way cool, but also way fucking crazy. And um, when I first started getting into um, magic, it was so... Um, hard for me to accept the non-duality of it yeah. that I um, followed in his footsteps almost exactly because he kind of has like a step-by-step beginner's guide into magical practice until you can feel comfortable enough in it to um, make it your own thing and personalize it, if you will. But he's based off of like sigil magic, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, I um, just realized also we've made a huge mistake already. What? 
Uh, just so everyone knows, there are different types of magic. Yes. There is witchcraft. Mm-hmm. There's left hand and right hand path. There's a lot of confusing things. And a lot of you hearing this that have never heard about magic are like, I don't know what any of that is. Yeah. And that doesn't matter because both of us uh, practice something called chaos magic, mm-hmm. which is the idea that you don't need uh, rules, structure, other people, mm-hmm. uh, societies, or permission in order to practice magic. Mm-hmm. So basically it's the idea that um, magic is wholly unique to you as a person. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the idea of a spell book, that's real. And there are magical practices where everyone practices magic in the same way and they all do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um we would not fall into that category. Yeah, no. If I wanted to, let's say, um, use magic to feel better about my living situation, mm-hmm. uh, you, and you also did, we might go about that in 100% different ways. There yeah. would be no similarity. Yeah. Well, the chaos magic is chaos. Yeah. And that also means, and this is where it gets beautifully confusing, Mm -hmm. because like, okay, witchcraft is a form of magic and you could have a spell book and you could have um, rituals with like uh, different mediums, like herbs or crystals or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that's witchcraft and it's in a little box. Fortune telling. Yes. Like we'll say that. But chaos magic can pull from everything. So if you feel like right now, you want to um, have like a direct path into a new job and you feel like the best way of getting that magical path is by tapping into witchcraft, then you can do that. Mm -hmm. But you're so like you adapt it. You're like, I'm going to use a spell or make a spell or use this crystal or burn this stuff in my magical practice because I want to pull from the power that is witchcraft, but that doesn't make you like a Wiccan or, you know, into witchcraft. You're just using, adapting that into your magical practice. And then when you're done with it, you throw it away. Exactly. And that can apply to many things. Mm -hmm. You could, genuinely pray to jesus mm-hmm. 100% be catholic yeah go to church for two weeks mm-hmm. believe it with all your heart and use jesus as a tool because and this is uh going to be blasphemous to some people but all religions are just magic mm-hmm. the gods that exist within are holy man-made creations yeah and the rituals and stuff are all important but they play a part and then when everyone uh, believes that, that's what makes it real, right? Yes. Reality is your perception. So you could believe in Jesus, use that as a magical tool, and then when you get what you want or you don't get what you want or you feel like you're done with it, you could not believe in Jesus. Yeah. Now, here's the important part about chaos magic. The only real rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you have to be able to keep... You have to be... You have to genuinely believe in yourself. Yes. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then it won't work. And believing with yourself is important and more complicated than you think it is. Because one, you have to have confidence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are going to go into everything they do in life with little to no confidence. Yeah. You have to be wholly confident. Mm -hmm. There must be no doubt. Yeah. Also, you must keep your promises to yourself yes and you must be able to be true to yourself Mm -hmm. in like the most existential real and complete way yeah because if you can't keep a promise to yourself 
the universe won't respect you mm-hmm. and your magic is is worthless yeah uh i mean if you can't keep a promise <laughs> this is a little too real right now but if mm-hmm. you can't keep a promise to yourself if you can't keep an oath to yourself you're a worthless person yeah and uh it reminds me of um the rupaul <laughs> quote of if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else it's true if you can't have the power within you how do you expect to get power from other people exactly you can't tap into other people's you can't tap into the power of a god. You can't tap into the power of Wicca. You can't mm-hmm. tap into the power of sigils or bones or mm-hmm. or the moon or whatever. And it, this is also dorky. We're mm-hmm. very aware of how dorky yeah, it is, by the way. Yeah, it's so fucking nerdy. But you can't tap into any of that if it doesn't respect you and mm-hmm. you don't respect yourself. And um, you can like, and like this is like weird, deep weird, but like you can genuinely lose yourself like and your identity and what makes you unique and what people love about you and what you love about yourself. If you try to get into chaos magic and you're like a wishy-washy person and you're not confident. Yeah. Because then you're like, like going to the um, tapping into Christianity for um, like energy power, whatever. If you don't know in your heart of hearts who you are, all of a sudden you haven't left the church. You're fucking, you know, dating someone who's a fucking <laughs> pastor. And all of a sudden you're six months later, you're, uh, you know, like way into this religion and you've lost yourself. Yeah. It's like it's it reminds me of um, this is so weird, but it reminds me of like Doctor Who, the ability to like time travel and step into a new timeline. But then also remember that that's just a moment and you have to go back to your own place. Right. You know, that's and it's important because the whole so let's get like more into the idea. So we've like kind of been all over the place trying to like define like what magic is to you mm-hmm. in a sort of weird or you guys in a sort of weird way. But the reality is that magic isn't real. Yeah. I can't cast a spell and make Noel do something. That's no. not how it works. No. But you it, are real. It's the idea that when you feel a certain um it's kind of like when people say those who uh, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. Prayer is magic. Mm-hmm. And so it's the idea that you pray and you focus your energy and your will on what you want and then rubber meets the road and you go get it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about stacking the chips in your favor mm-hmm. and and it's almost self-care in a way. I think it's like self-care and meditation. Meditation, by the way, magic isn't just the casting of spells or the harnessing of energy mm-hmm. or getting or not getting things. Yeah. Magic is also uh, the most important part of magic that makes all the other stuff work. Mm-hmm. It's living a magical life. That's mm-hmm. where magic becomes useful to someone. Like, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in magic. Yeah. I barely believe in ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I only, Same. My mom's EVPs are really shaking us up, though. I know. They do shake me up. But um, so the idea is that you use magic as a tool to feel a certain way and change your perception. And then it's like uh, Peter Carroll said, magic may be in my head, but I don't really know how big my head is. That's fantastic yeah so basically i know it's not real Mm -hmm. but it's real to me today yeah and then uh what magic will do 
in what meditation will do and what these things will do is they'll break you down and reveal your true self. And then the universe will give your true self what you mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah. If you're a faker, the world will expose you as one and mm-hmm. punish you thusly. Mm-hmm. If you're a person who believes what you're doing and has conviction, mm-hmm. the world will say, Hey, there's a Christian right there. Yeah. Let's give him what he wants. Yeah. Hey, that girl is a witch and she needs to know how to move forward in her life. Let's give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. And um, the reality, if we're really going to like be super adult about it, is that the universe didn't actually do that. You what happened it. was yeah. you rolled the bones and you interpreted them how you wanted, but you were living a magical lifestyle mm-hmm. and you were being uh, observant and self-aware and you were meditating mm-hmm. and the bones didn't really reveal your future. What happened is you saw what you needed to see and you used them as a tool to problem solve almost like therapy. Yeah. And then... You took that information and you fucking did something about it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where magic becomes better than prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is magical, but very often prayer is an act. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of the act. Yeah. Prayer in itself is often considered a thing. Mm-hmm. Magic, you cast a spell and now you have to act on yeah. the spell. Yep. And that's and people are like, well, why cast a spell if you were just going to go try to do your best to get the job anyway? And that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is to change your perception and alter your reality, and so that you're stacking the cards in your favor and mm-hmm. you feel good. Mm-hmm. So this ties into things like how um, every I don't know I know a lot of people who have religious experiences mm-hmm. and the idea isn't that your religion is real it's that it's real to you yeah. but the main point is that religious experiences are real mm-hmm. because ritual has power yeah what we perceive to have power truly has power um it's just like how um, you could date someone forever. Mm-hmm. And do you love them? Yes. Is mm-hmm. your love as strong for them as it could ever be? Absolutely. But marriage has power. Mm-hmm. Why? Marriage wasn't always something ordained by the state and it always had power. It's because it's an oath and a ritual. Mm-hmm. And that means something to us. Yeah. And you can tangibly feel it. Just like you can't see love, but you can, when, like, if it's going well or bad, you can physically feel it yeah and so that's magic Mm -hmm. it's a weird way of explaining what it is and how it affects us so you perceive it as having power Mm -hmm. and so love has power over you yeah um and and uh magic is the idea of harnessing all other experiences Mm -hmm. so that you can feel them the way you can feel love even though it may or may not be real yeah when i when i think of um trying to explain magic I personally feel like um, this is like going to be weird and existential and I don't mean for it to be, but um, I'm an atheist. I don't, I think that when you die, nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that there's man in the sky with uh, white robes and long hair. And I don't believe that there's a red man below us with a pitchfork. I just don't. I think that's problematic nonsense. Right. I mean, maybe, but he's a homeless guy living under my house physically. That's about (laughs) as deep as that'll go. Um, Where I think that the moment we're born, 
we are we are the power we are the actual magic because we're the thing that happened you're the sperm that made it past millions of others into an egg to make it through fertilization not be miscarried be born and then be here right now that is magical enough you don't need anything else to make you any more powerful if you just accept that you existing right now and knowing who you are as a person that's the power you are the universe to yourself yeah it's like when people tell you like have some perspective it's a miracle that you're even here Mm -hmm. and like that is true and that's magical thinking Mm -hmm. and um that's where meditation becomes a huge part of magic because it's about mindfulness yeah and seeing the world around you in an exciting and almost childlike way Mm -hmm. but also in a way where you're aware that you're a part of something that you're out of control of Mm -hmm. so that when when you feel as if you're exerting control, it matters to you. Yeah. So like a one cool exercise I like to do is to like pretend you're in a video game. Mm -hmm. And if you were in a video game right now, wouldn't you be like, holy shit, look at the fucking dirt on the ground. How Mm -hmm. crazy every grain is like realized. Mm -hmm. Look at this fucking mat, like all the dirt on it. All the fucking... I, my room's dirty. <laughs> but like, look at the wall. There's so much detail. Look at all these marks that were... Maybe this was a cat. Maybe this was a person. Like, what's the backstory here? I can't believe a video game developer put this much love and care into yeah. making a wall look so amazing. And then you start to look at your own hands and how everything works. And it's it's like that really cliche, like, I'm high. I'm looking at my hands yeah. thing. But what are hands? Yeah, yeah. But it's, <laughs> it is a way of like stopping... And realizing like how magical, for lack of a better term, life is. Yeah. And the fact that you're conscious. Yes. And then the idea of magic is to be like, holy shit, I feel amazing about all of this. Now how can I play with it? Mm-hmm. And then and then things start to get extraordinary. And then um, you start being able to harness and be aware of like, oh, rituals are important. Mm-hmm. Oh, Groups of people having experiences are important. And then you can be hyper aware of like the special extra things, Mm -hmm. that extra good feeling when you cuddle up to a dog or a person or that extra special feeling when you're watching a TV show you really like and you you stop watching the show in your head for a second to go, fuck, this is good. Yeah. Like that's living a magical life. And Mm -hmm. once you tap into it, it'll snowball. Yeah. And then comes to the point where you start actually doing things to uh affect how your life's going to go and Mm -hmm. trying to like take complete control Mm -hmm. and so that's when uh so we've talked about like what magic kind of is in an abstract sense yeah but let's talk about like a little bit of what like you what you physically do and how that works um it's so funny that we found ourselves doing this episode because i even think we talked about it when we first started how you were like meditation 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 and i was like i could never yeah i um the biggest um like transformation of my personal magic practice has been um meditation Mm -hmm. and it's been um forcing myself out of a situation to be kind of like the fly on the wall um like i use magic a lot when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm feeling um, sick or when I feel like my body's giving up on me, I am able to meditate 
and I almost envisioned myself out of my body mm-hmm. talking to myself. Um, and like most recently, I guess we can say I was like super stressed out and it was kind of one of those weird moments where I felt like, um, it was really like defining for me. And I was like, um, if you fuck this up, everything from here on out isn't going to work. And like, that was me, Noel, the human. Right. Yeah. And then I, um, took a second to like meditate and had like my, the weird out of body experience. And I was looking at myself as the powerful all knowing you are literally a human emotions are human failures are human. And you also as a human have the ability to change all of those things because nothing is permanent. And it's like, I've been able to separate these like two, like the weak and the strong. And so when I'm deep into meditation, it's almost like I'm talking to myself, but the better version. Yeah. And that's like weird clarity and it, puts me and then like i come out of it like you're right this emotion what i'm feeling right now is just this weird emotion and i have control over it and i'm gonna deal with that and move forward and be fine everything's gonna be fine so basically you've like learned to take when you're feeling bad all of your good feelings and your logic Mm -hmm. and your happiness and your power is like mixed up in all of this bullshit inside Mm -hmm. of you and through meditation, you've found a way to like basically cough it up mm-hmm. and then give it form mm-hmm. so that you can confront it like, oh, all this shit is risen to the surface. Mm-hmm. But then you're able to step outside and then look at your self yeah. and be like, oh, this stuff is here, though. Yeah. like, And it's I've hard to remember a... when it's in you. So you just took it out of you. Yeah, exactly. Like you'll have um, like... I've gone through the past three years of my life have been um, crazy. Yeah. At so many points, if I would have fucked up or stumbled or failed or even like this is so dramatic, but like even like gave up, Uh you know, no one would have been surprised. And everyone always likes to say like, um, it's so inspiring that you're here and that you're doing this and that you never let it affect you and that you're still, you have been just progressing and it's been through the strengthening of my magical practice and learning I've made, it's like, it sounds like a schizophrenic talking, but like I've made my emotions and failures and successes beings. And then I physically deal with them. Yeah. Like, like talking to them, and like it's so it's so weird to like say out loud but that's my so form you, you of magical practice manifest your feelings mm-hmm. or or things mm-hmm. into beings that you communicate with and yeah. that's how you see the world easier yes and that makes perfect sense and so that's like a prime example of chaos magic you're just making up something mm-hmm. believing it mm-hmm. and then instead of being embarrassed for yourself or thinking it's weird or mm-hmm. backing away from it you lean into it and you use it to your advantage yeah and so people listening are like okay uh spells don't actually work mm-hmm. but that works yeah and it cle- it's like it it's it it's not science but like you're testing it against something and it actually is producing results. Yeah. And so this brings us to like the whole point that magic, when you physically do something like cast a spell by, let's say drawing a rune on a piece of paper 
and burning it Mm -hmm. and then concentrating on it and then hoping that it will go into the world and do something good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that really do anything? Who fucking knows? I would bet, I I would bet (laughs) 99.999% it will do jack shit. (laughs) But if it changes the way you feel and the way you feel affects how you perform, Mm And what and and helps you with what you do, mm-hmm. then how then is it real? Then yeah, it's real. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that's um, the whole point of magic. It's to that's what the point of ritual is. If you graduated from school and they just said, Good fucking job, get out of our face. Yeah. Uh <laughs> would you feel as good about the accomplishment as if you had a ceremony. The cap and gown and the walk across the stage. Exactly. That ritual has power. Yeah. It yep. means something yep. to you even yeah. though it shouldn't. Yeah. And that's the whole point. If it affects how you feel, it is magical. Mm-hmm. And so that's the idea. So uh, you uh, have this meditative technique where you manifest things into real life beings that mm-hmm. speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fucking awesome. And so the idea of chaos magic is that you could like literally make any of it up mm-hmm. and then just go for it. Exactly. And so that's like a really cool thing uh, that we do. And one thing about chaos magic or magic in general that's so important is you did that. and But then you listened to uh, yourself basically mm-hmm. and used it and then made the change Mm -hmm. because a lot of people who I've seen do magic or even become religious or do different things. They, um, what they do is they create habits, not change. Mm -hmm. You can meditate every day, but if it's a habit and you're not changing, then it does nothing. Habits are not changes. Mm -hmm. Changes are mindful. Habits are mindless. Yes. So you have to make very certain that whatever you do in your magical practice or what you do in your life is a change and not a habit. Mm -hmm. Habits are automatic. Automation is the enemy of magic. Mm -hmm. And you can use automation to your advantage. Like I do automatic writing for some of my magic, Mm -hmm. but like, um, you need to be mindful. That's the whole point. Yeah. You need to have clear purpose and intent, mm-hmm. and then you need to go out and then act on that clear purpose and intent. Yeah. So, um, like one thing for me, I'll talk about sigils. Sigils are the idea that like words have power. Mm-hmm. And so a word has power and you can do something as simple as just tattooing a word on you. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, it makes you feel a certain way. That's magical power. You've changed the way you feel. Exactly. But a sigil is more complicated. A sigil would be the idea that I write a... Let's say, hypothetically, I'm going to make a sigil. So I write a phrase Mm -hmm. like, um, Shane wants to succeed on Saturday at such and such. Or even something more specific... And then what I do is I deconstruct all the writing mm-hmm. and I make a symbol that incorporates all of the uh, the curves and lines of all the letters. Mm-hmm. And then I draw this new thing and then I put it away and I forget exactly the wording I use, but I have the feeling. Mm-hmm. So then I take the sigil back out and now sigils are useless without power. Mm-hmm. And now this is the ritual Mm-hmm. Uh, does the sigil really need power? That's not a real thing. But if, for me, it does because that's a part of what makes me feel good about this. So I either um, charge it by 
attaching emotion to it and concentrating on what the sigil looks like. Mm -hmm. So like the sigil is a shape and I close my eyes and focus on that shape. Uh, We can include sex magic in this real quick. It's going to be. So yeah. So um, I think about the sigil when I come Mm -hmm. and instead of concentrating on how good it feels to come, I concentrate on what that sigil looks like. Mm -hmm. So I've basically given away this positive experience and push that energy into the sigil. Mm-hmm. Now the sigil is charged with power. And I know how dorky this all sounds, I by know, the way. It's about to get it's fucking, so lame. fucking intense. And so now I take that sigil and I fucking destroy it. And I purposefully forget what it looked like, what it was, mm-hmm. what it did. And I let it out into the universe to work its magic. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I fucking, go forward and I make sure that I have a plan like so I can't say I want things to go well on Saturday and then fucking just bumble around and forget Saturday exists mm-hmm. I do that and then I fucking attack Saturday mm-hmm. and then it goes well yeah magic it's or not magic <laughs> I um the best example of everyone having potential of magic inside of them is um the coin toss so when someone's like, um, what do you want to eat? And you say, um, fuck, I don't know, Chipotle and Beto's, right? Sure. And, and you genuinely, right then when we were talking about it, you had no idea which one you wanted. You were like, they both sound good. Whatever. I don't care. Either or, right? Uh-huh. And then someone's like, let's flip a coin on it. Heads is Beto's, tails is Chipotle. And then they flip the coin and it hits heads. And you, and then when it hits heads... You were like, well, fuck, man, I really wish it would have been Tails. That whole time, you knew what you wanted. The whole time. Even when you were initially asked the question and you were fumbling and honestly, with all of your being, had no idea what you wanted, inside of you, the answer always was. Yeah. And that is the weirdest way to explain magic. It's tapping into that subconscious energy that forces you to make the change yourself without with without realizing you're doing it because like to make magic work you have to lay the groundwork down you can't just be like um i think grant morrison talks about it he's like uh you can't just be like i want to be the king of the moon and that that can't be like your affirmation that you turn into a sigil to charge that you can't do that because to get to be king of the moon, you first got to get a rocket to even fucking get to the moon, right? Yeah. So it's like that whole, if whatever you're about to put out, you need to have the groundwork down first. You can't say, you can't like write a sigil that's like, I'm going to be the president of the United States and then make it and charge it, whatever, however way you charge it. But if you aren't already like a major in political science, have been working on Capitol Hill, like there's that's fucking pointless. Yeah. It's like it's tapping into that. The ritual is tapping into the subconscious energy inside of you that would force you into um, greatness anyway. Totally. That people like to um, shove down. Like um, I was following Morrison's sigil writing technique kind of like how you were saying right so like the example is um write down a desire so this one is just um i will get what i want whatever you know sure um take out all the vowels and then take out repeating consonants so then you're left with w n g h t 
and then taking those letters and turning them into some sort of symbol or design until you feel like it looks good enough for you. And then that's the sigil in which you are going to put power into. And oddly for us, one of the best ways that I get power and apparently you do too, which is such a nerdy fucking sentence is, um, (laughs) is through sex. And I mean, that may be because I uh, read a lot of Alistair Crowley's stuff, but it's, it's such a, it's a tangible real form of energy. Yeah. And that's why I prefer sex magic over um other forms of passive ways to charge things because um like some people like I have um technically I have sigils tattooed on my hands, right? Uh-huh. But these are common sigils, just like the McDonald's arches are common sigils. Yeah. The um the Church of Satan logo like and the symbol of Sa- Lucifer are known to people. And people recognize them either good or bad. And either way, when people see it and however they react, whether it's like, cool, hail Satan, or if it's like, you're a fucking blasphemous whore, either way, those reactions are charging my energy. Right. Because they they physically felt something. But only because you're mindful. Exactly. So, and this goes back into like, magic is, is like, it's for fun. Yeah. But like, a lot of it is... It's also the ritual and the idea is important. So that's why when you see, like, if you've ever, like, thought of, like, what you think of when you see masons or someone, like, mm-hmm. doing a magical ritual mm-hmm. and they're in, like, robes yeah. and there's, like, so much pageantry and you're like, why? Why not just do it? Why not just, like, why do we have to do all this other shit? And it's because all that other shit is important. Mm-hmm. The the way things look, the way things make you feel, how believable it is, how how you perceive it is so important mm-hmm. to affecting the way you feel and how real it is to you mm-hmm. that it's important to like buy into it. Yeah. And that's the whole point of it. It's it is fun to feel mm-hmm. magical. Yeah. And then also that takes us into like magical problem solving. I hear people all the time being like I want to do this, but I don't like it this way. Or like the thing most people don't like to do is meditate, right? Yeah. They have a hard time with meditation. Mm -hmm. But then like, what is meditation? Meditation is being mindfulness and be in or mindfulness and being out of your own head or sort of calm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so distill meditation down and find a way to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really hard time meditating like Zen meditation for a long time. Mm -hmm. But then I started realizing that when I listened to music, I would just daydream and I would like fall away. And then I started to get really good at that. Mm -hmm. And then I started realizing when I run, I like daydream and meditate. Mm -hmm. And then I like started doing that to meditate. Mm-hmm. I just invented what I thought was my own version of like walking and running meditation. Mm-hmm. And now like if I want to meditate, so a lot of people do it Zen style and they go to temples or whatever and they sit cross-legged and they put their hands out and they ohm or they concentrate on a candle flame. That's the ritual. Yeah. And they do that. But when I meditate, just like a chaos mentioned, I've created my own thing where mm-hmm. I'll sit down and I have my own music and my own like uh, incense or smells I want mm-hmm. or how dark I want it to be in the room and a feeling I have and I'll do it the way I do it. And it's the idea that ritual is important, but like you can problem solve mm-hmm. magically. Yeah. I 
you know, if someone was like meditation, if your therapist was like meditation is important and you were like, oh, I invented my own meditation, they'd probably be like, okay, you need to actually meditate though. Yeah. But they would be wrong. Mm -hmm. You need to be confident enough in yourself to like approach life enough to the point where you're like, oh, I can't do this. And then be like, I'm just going to solve it. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of like living a magical life Mm -hmm. is never being overwhelmed because you're always ready to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. because you have all this extra shit you can do. Yeah. So yeah. like something bad happens to you and you feel out of control of the situation. Cast a spell. Does a spell actually really do anything? Probably fucking not. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, You know, God isn't real and there is no actual magic. Yeah. But if you feel like you're doing something instead of nothing while the world is crushing you, mm-hmm. that is has meaning that's the magic that's right real there. yeah absolutely so or even like um like this here here we go get it welcome to my weird life um so tyler's new job has been um he'll have to work night shifts so he'll leave at seven at night and he won't be back till four in the morning and um i'm convinced that i'm gonna die constantly yeah because and anxiety no one wants you i know it's, <laughs> no one wants to kill you. i know tell that to my brain so um <laughs> like i i don't believe in um magical spells right mm-hmm. but <laughs> also i'd like to point out that if someone was going to kill you it would be from this podcast and now they know the hours in which to do it <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> now I'm really going to have to do this. So, um, like it, so he was, it happened two nights in a row. The first night I didn't sleep at all. I was an anxious mess and I was just sitting there sweating it out. Like I'm going to die. And, um, anyway, so the next night I was like, I have to do something about this. And like, I did my weird meditation where I faced, um, my anxiety and I was like, why are you afraid? And it was like, because you're alone. And you don't know how to use a gun. And um, <laughs> so what What was it? It was the fear when I stopped to meditate and look at my anxiety as the being I created it to be. The anxiety was like, um, you're afraid because you're alone and you're weak physically. Someone could overpower you. That's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of being surprised and unprepared. Mm-hmm. Um. So then I was like, okay, how do I be not surprised and prepared? How do I kill the fear and the anxiety? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when a really, you've probably seen it in Hocus Pocus, right? Or any witchcraft. A salt circle? Salt circles. Mm-hmm. I salt circled the fuck out of my house. I walked around with a giant box of it. The And just so you know, I live in a duplex So I had to jump my neighbor's fence to finish the circle around both of our houses. Thank God my neighbors are fucking weird hippies who are like, what are you doing? And I was like, protecting us. And they're like, cool. They're just scared of you. Do you need help? No, I'm good. Like literally. And I did it like a bunch of times. That's how you get ants. I know, right? (laughs) It wasn't sugar. It was salt. Um, So, and then... um, so I did like a salt circle around the whole entire house. And then I did one um, by the, cause I'm, I, my biggest fear is the back door. So then I did it all right next to the back door and I slept like a baby. There you go. And it wasn't that the salt protected me. It did not, but it was me 
It, like, but you were you weren't defeating an actual intruder. You were defeating your perception of the intruder inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like in your mind, there's a guy who comes to your house and kills you, mm-hmm. and he's real mm-hmm. because he keeps you up at night. Yeah, and you protected yourself from him. Mm-hmm. He lives in your head, and you beat him. Yeah, and it's like Freddy Krueger fight your nightmares in your nightmares. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like that's the whole point of magic is like um, we limit ourselves so much to how we deal with our anxiety or our feelings about work or other people or life or our jobs. Mm-hmm. But there is more options, mm-hmm. and that's the whole point of magic. That was a yeah. really fucking great uh, story. Yeah, I felt kind of dumb the next day because I slept so well and I was like, you're pathetic. (laughs) But I, but I like, I don't believe in witchcraft. I don't use it, but I needed to tap into it to help me get over or to help me see through my desire, which was to not be afraid that night. Totally. So I changed my perception and then in real life, in that moment, changed my reality. Absolutely. Um, I think a really another like practical example of this that a lot of people can relate to without ever having even done magic is have you ever had like a really goofy inside joke? Like I had a friend who we watched a TV show and in it, the actor who was playing Abraham Lincoln was being like weird and robotic and a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is just more proof that Abraham Lincoln was a robot sent from the future. <laughs> and we were like, that's fucking ridiculous. But after that, it was this weird inside joke that where he believed Abraham Lincoln was a robot, but like he brought it up in college class. Oh my God. Like we talked about it constantly and it, in it, we knew that he didn't really believe that, yeah. but it felt like he really believed that. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people have weird, like, um, stuff like that where they're like, um, I don't th- like, I don't think mountain goats are real. What? Have you ever seen one in the wild? No, you haven't, because they're not real. I've seen National Geographic. It's fake. It's oh a conspiracy. My god. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh well, here no. Do no. I know that? I know someone, and I'm not going to name them because they know. Because I always bring it up. They don't think narwhals are real. They, okay, they don't. See, well, that's just ignorance. But I mean, I'm so is your mountain like, goat thing? No, but I know mountain goats are. I mean, I won't admit it, but we, I, we know. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, they're real. But I will take it to the grave to my friends that mountain goats aren't real because mm-hmm. they're not, and we've never seen one, and no one can prove it. They're holograms. Okay, and so things like, but it's it's clearly a joke, right? Yeah, but it's real. Mm-hmm. But it's not real. Yeah, but everyone has weird stuff like that mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, or or they're superstitious. Superstitions are another really good example where you know that it doesn't matter that you wear your hat on a certain day for the Yankees to win, mm-hmm. but you do it anyway. Yeah, that's magic. Yeah. Oh man. And, and we all yeah. relate to that. And it's yep. not about defeating the actual guy who comes into your house. It's about defeating your perception of him, though. You probably should learn how to use a gun so you can actually defeat the real guy when he <laughs> shows up. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and so that's like, I don't, I feel like we've done nothing to kind of like bridge the gap between someone who's like, magic is fucking stupid. You're a moron. And us. But that's like what we're trying to do. I think we've made it reasonable. When you were talking about inside jokes, I also thought about this because chaos magic, you can do whatever you want. And a form the the purpose of chaos magic is to um, change your perception and change your reality. 
And I think of inside jokes. Inside jokes are a great form of magic because you can be, or just a joke in general or a funny situation that you harness into a physical memory that you keep with you because you can be in the middle of a test that's about to determine your future, sitting down for your SATs, and then you just, and you're so stressed, you're like going to cry. And then you think about that joke or that memory or that one time and then you're giggling and you're laughing (laughs) that's magic yeah absolutely and um and that and yeah i mean that's basically uh the idea is that belief is perspective changing what i but what i know doesn't necessarily affect my perspective so it's the difference between belief and knowing Mm -hmm. do i know that magic isn't real yes Mm -hmm. but can i believe it's real yes Mm -hmm. Belief and knowing are separate. Belief changes how I see things. N- does not necess- Knowing something does not necessarily change my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I know that magic isn't real, but I can believe it's real. Yeah. Like, and so that might be a confusing concept for some people. I, you know what I think is the most elementary way to explain magic? And it's really offensive to say. Is like chaos magic is um the secret if it was written better and had more sex <laughs> that's what i think the secret is like uh but the secret is kind of bullshit because so the secret is if you just put something out it'll come back to you which is a lie because magic you have to lay the groundwork down first also it's the idea that karma is real when karma is karma. very much not real if karma was real i'd be dead i agree so <laughs> <laughs> um i uh so the idea behind magic is a lot of these things we talked about are lesser magics, but as it gets more intense, mm-hmm. it be, it starts to affect your beliefs and your feelings and things way more. And it becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like uh, the more elaborate, the more it helps. And then you start to get into like um, things that are more like literal magic where you dream something and then you see it in real life mm-hmm. and you're like this is this feels um uh like i've actually physically changed reality mm-hmm. is it a coincidence probably yeah but to mold coincidence into your belief is fun as mm-hmm. long as you're aware of it right yeah and so also there's a clear difference between you and i as chaos magicians mm-hmm. Oof, real dorky yikes tough to say out no loud one repeat it and other people who are like pushing up their glasses like um i'm sorry i actually can change the universe and you're like okay no, you well but can't. you can't you can't you can't though because you work at walmart <laughs> <laughs> you know i know you yeah you're kenny from down the street and you can't do shit dude yeah so um yeah i i've I want to talk more about like our literal, like more intense magical practice. Sure. But we're going to do that next episode. Yeah. I have <laughs> quite a few things to say. I, I have know. spells that have taken over a year. I had spells that were like multi-layered. Mm-hmm. I had things I did that were like super intense and took hours and hours and hours and hours of my time. Mm-hmm. And um, they were fucking awesome. Yeah, And at the end of the day, for me personally, magic is most important to me because one, it's an easy way for me to like stuff 
philosophy philosophy like absurdism and nihilism and stoicism into a little structure Mm -hmm. where i can take my favorite parts of religion and ritual and the occult and fucking heavy metal and black metal and satanism Mm -hmm. and i can like shake up the bag and then whenever i'm in a problem i just pull something out and i'm like oh uh this will do and i use it as a tool to help me yeah i think that's the That's the perfect analogy for chaos magic. Totally. It's being well-versed in all of it and using it like uh, a multi-tool belt, like the Batman belt. Totally. And it's also, you have like this weird little secret Mm -hmm. with yourself and that's powerful. Yeah. You think I fucking tell anyone this besides right now? Yeah. No, No. there's a ton of stuff that I will never say on the podcast because the whole point of it is to never say it. Yeah. But I, I have secrets with myself. But mm-hmm. like the power of having a secret or having like this relationship with yourself mm-hmm. that's so brutally unapologetically goofy and mm-hmm. at the same time serious is so important, I think, for your psyche. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so good being able to be an atheist mm-hmm. and be like, I don't have to be chained down by religion and guilt and like all these existential weird questions. Yeah. But also I can know that it's stupid, but still get the best parts of ritual mm-hmm. of religious experience. Mm-hmm. So basically like I'm having my cake and I'm eating the fuck out of my cake also. Yeah. And that's for real. It's just life hacking. Yeah. We're like mind. It's like a uh, mind hackers basically. Yeah. No, it is like chaos magic is life hacks. It's like, do I know ghosts aren't real? Probably. Is that really unfun and kind of lame? Yes. Yeah. Will I use a Ouija board to talk to spirits and like let myself get into that? Yeah. Also, yes. Yes. So then my, that's where belief and knowledge separate. Knowledge is what's real and mm-hmm. I make informed decisions that push my life forward in a scientific based way that works and keeps me safe mm-hmm. and keeps me honest and keeps other people around me from encountering problems because of stupidity. Yeah. And then the belief part is the part where I get to have fun and I get to relate to religious people mm-hmm. because I understand how fun it is to do ritual and feel like there's more. Mm-hmm. And so I get to live this weird double life yeah. um, all the time. Mm-hmm. and um it's really fucking cool yeah it is it's, cool it's fucking cool to like wear a necklace that you buried in the desert charging with moon energy for weeks and then hiked out to find it and like in and then you have like a dream that night where like a fox comes to visit you and you're like that was magic mm-hmm. and like none of it was mad but it feels fucking awesome and it makes you feel great and that's where it becomes real. Yeah, because you made it real. The exactly. power was always within you. You just are but tapping into it. how much more exciting and amazing is your life when it's magical? Oh, it's been... It's made me more self-aware, mm-hmm. which has made me more um, empathetic. Yeah. And it's made me more um, driven and positive. And even when I am feeling down... Because despite magical practice, I will still always be clinically depressed, but it's given me the tools to um, look at it as not um, a disease or a diagnosis, but as a thing that I can work on. Totally. So it's been the coolest. That's the that's the biggest takeaway I got from all of it was um, 
yeah, just being able to go at the world with a tool belt. Totally. To fucking own it, all of it. That's basically how I feel. I just feel like um, as a person, we want more. Mm-hmm. And I and then magic is the idea that's been like, fuck it, I give myself more. Yeah. And then chaos magic is like, oh, but also I don't have to give up my integrity mm-hmm. of being religious when I don't feel religious. Mm-hmm. I don't have to I don't have to conform to anything. Mm-hmm. I'll do exactly what I want. I'll feel all the things I wanna want I want to feel mm-hmm. and no guilt. I've just got it. Yeah. And that fucking rules. Yeah. Um it's cool. Yeah, it's exciting. I also like, I feel like too, it's made me more positive and it's made me more mindful Mm -hmm. and it's made me really brutally honest with myself in a way that I never was before. And that's actually helped my comedy and my career Mm -hmm. and my relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, it's unfortunately also revealed a lot of... um, negative things that I wasn't paying attention to and I've had to deal with those consequences. Yeah. But I magically asked for them. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the fu- that's the fucking trueness of it. It's you're you're asking to see it's it's almost like you're asking for the veil to be lifted. No, totally. And over the so when I first started doing magic, a lot of it was like what I what do I want? Mm-hmm. I need money. Yeah. Okay, well, how do I get money and I'll do that? Or I want status or I want people to perceive me the way I want to be perceived or things mm-hmm. like that. And then about halfway through that, I started wanting things for other people mm-hmm. and trying to affect how I felt about other people, how I felt about other people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to see real fucking results. Because if you put time and effort into thinking about someone and caring about someone and pushing doing magical rituals that take hours and hours and lots of thoughtfulness and time and focusing on a person then Mm -hmm. when you see them it helps you to like express towards them how you feel and it's sort of the where you do it the magic but then the rubber meets the road Mm -hmm. and i noticed a huge spike in like the closeness of my relationships with the people i care about the most Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is fucking awesome Mm -hmm. that's when it started to really work and then over the last year i started to be like what if i used magic to incite not negativity but struggle that i need Mm -hmm. so then it started being like show me my weaknesses so that I can solve them. Yeah. And then I started to use magic in a way that I haven't really heard anyone else do. Most people want things mm-hmm. and I wanted revelations. Like I wanted, what's the worst thing I do to people? Mm-hmm. What's show me my flaws. Mm-hmm. Give me the toxicity in my life. You know, mm-hmm. like I want it to be double the toxicity so that I can pinpoint it and destroy it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it didn't backfire, but it's been super difficult. It's been real. It's been fucking way real. Oh, and yeah. it's also um, a crazy coincidence that the year has gone like it has considering my magical practice. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. And my it's also interesting. I uh, So most when you do chaos magics, everyone's different. I wanted a place of magic to do it. A lot of people call it an altar. Mm -hmm. So I wanted my altar to be a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want anyone to know where it was or what it looked like or what it did. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my practice is really personal Mm -hmm. and not for other people. So I lost my magical place Mm -hmm. and restarted. And uh, that's been really fucking cool and an interesting part of my life lately. So 
I don't know. I'm excited for next week. Yeah, I hope that people come to us with um, questions, answers, concerns, yeah, comments. We've kind of just like given... I think we, what we've done is more like teased what magic means to us and how it works in our lives and, mm-hmm. and try to like bridge the gap between fuck you, this is stupid, mm-hmm. and oh, this... I, it actually makes sense to me, even though I'm an atheist or a Christian or a Buddhist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You think any Muslims listen to the podcast? I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> hey, if you're, uh, you know, we're not halal by any means, but give us a shout out. We yeah. won't tell. Hala. Halal. Oh, God. Kill us. Hell, that joke was halal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Halal puns for days. No, this is where they end. Halal the puns. Fuck you. Oh my god. It stops now. (laughs) I'm going to spontaneously combust if you keep doing that. (laughs) That would be magical. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We we really went deep on that. Do you feel like we've... I feel like we've... So here's the funny thing about this is there's so much to say as mm-hmm. far as our personal experience and trying to bridge the gap is concerned. Mm-hmm. We're going to have forgot a ton of stuff, right? For sure. We've fucked up. It's okay. I know that we have, but it's okay. It's okay. No, it's fine. I think we've said this, enough. This episode is more about, listen, we know how dorky this all is. Yeah. We know how ridiculous it is. Yes. This is why we do it and this is how it affects us and this is what we think about it. Now let's have the conversation, and then next episode we move the conversation towards, you know, something that makes more cohesive sense. Yeah. Uh, next episode, you're going to hear about um, collecting blood and coming on sigils. Yeah, and you're going to hear. Wait, you did you? Yeah, you've lady came on a sigil. No, I. <laughs> I don't get my periods anymore. Hmm. Oh. What are you about to say to me right now? <laughs> what is that? Oh, I thought you were talking about collecting blood. Oh, no. no. Yeah. What for, the fuck, girl? Of course I've come on sigils. Absolutely. Ugh. I wish I didn't know that that you do that. Sorry. It's okay. It's I a just, lot of girls do. Is I it mean, pee or is it not? I mean, <laughs> that's, you know, who's who's to say? The verdict is still out. Oh, man. I mean, not that I haven't. I mean, it's funny that we both um, like sex magic and sigil magic. So it's going to next episode is going to be fucking weird. There's also sigil magic, but there's lots of like magic that I've invented myself. Yeah. Also, for those of you out there, uh, a lot of magic is harnessing the power of beings and they don't necessarily have to be real. Mm -hmm. So the idea that I will like like harness the power of Bruce Wayne in order to feel powerful and in control of social situations Mm -hmm. and so um or mix and match gods and then try to harness their power so that's another interesting thing lots of spells uh i've done a crazy amount of hyper complex ridiculous spells where i've hidden things in the city or created maps that i didn't even know where they led and followed them into crazy places and then looked for something while i was there that was magical or meditated on it and then found it and then used it in another spell. Um, Nerd alert. Lots of stealing (laughs) books or like Indiana Jones style, like making rubbings. It belongs in a museum. Oh, and then like, yeah, yeah. It belongs in a museum. (laughs) Do you hear about Hobby Lobby stealing things from Iraq, by the way? 
What? Yeah, Hobby Lobby got caught trying to get Christian artifacts out of Iraq for their Christian museum they're building. What? <laughs> but I'm just thinking of like the and... guys who had to go to war torn uh, Iraq where ISIS is and stuff to get the artifacts. And then, and then they, they had like... to bring money on them. And when you bring money to a war torn place, you basically like wear it on a vest mm -hmm. because there's no banks. Usually the people you're dealing with want cash. And so you're protecting the money. It's on you. You're like a million dollar target or whatever, mm -hmm. risking your life and then getting the artifacts and then getting out and doing all this secret agent shit for Hobby Lobby. Jesus fucking it damn it. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, and, and it's just Indiana a guy Jones in a Hobby it. Lobby apron on a ship <laughs> with a knife. And he's like, you'll never get away with this, Dr. Jones. Oh my God. And it's just like all these dudes with crafted weapons. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die. Why is that real? I don't oh know. Oh my god. Anyway, Google it, everyone. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm so excited to talk about like actual spells. Yeah. So next week, actual spells, how we did them, how they worked out, or how they didn't work out. Yeah. So that'll be interesting, and that will kind of be the nerdiest thing we talk about. Yeah, it's gonna be way embarrassing. Oh, he's super embarrassing, but also super cool because. There's just something so fun about the adventure of it all and allowing yourself to like be in this crazy pretend but real magical world mm -hmm. where like I, you know, create a map and accidentally find myself in the basement of a place I'm not supposed to be and there's a book there and then I had a number that I automatic wrote earlier in the year and I go to the page on that number and there's a passage that applies to me and like Shit yeah. like that is fucking dope. Yeah. So anyway, you guys will hear all about that. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to hear about that. Also, magical threesomes. But anyway. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. That is a yikes. What? It's fine. The more cum there is, the more magical it is. I mean, Crowley's looking down on you. Yeah. With thumbs up. Double thumbs up. <laughs> it's super fucking dope, dog. It's like, all right, Crowley's all right, all right. power bottom. I mean... <laughs> That's real. <laughs> um, fucking hail Satan, everybody. You have anything you want to add? Um, hail Satan. <laughs>